0: Back to the Pelly Podcast, the special NBA draft version of the Pelly Pod. And with me is Tyler Nye and Jonathan Palazzo. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to talk about it. I know
1: Tyler mentioned this. A lot of podcasts were released this past week, but none of them talk about the draft, Tyler. So, what are we going to talk about today?
2: Not the draft. Come on, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler goes swimming and gets into a hot tub one day, and he's thinking differently.
0: Yeah, it. that's that's how it goes, right? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man. So basically, what's the deal? We each pick two players, and then from there, we kind of just uh, from there, we just kind of just talk about those players, right?
1: Yeah, and I think what we we tried to choose like realistic options um, for the most part. Yeah, so we're not gonna talk. I mean, we could obviously we could talk days and days about hypotheticals. or oh, the Pelicans are gonna trade up, or the Pelicans are gonna trade down we can put you with a clickbait head title that says, I like, guess this person the next Kevin Durant at pick 10, but no, like we're going to, we're just going to talk about if the Pelicans stay put at eight, um, which I think they personally should. What, you know, what, what is the realistic options there? So well, no, we're not going to talk about Jabari Smith. We're not going to talk about Chet Holmgren. Um, I don't think the Pelicans get those guys. So we're going to talk about realistic options here.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I guess we could like really quick, just kind of visit on like maybe their philosophy, like, you know what they're thinking if they do stay at eight like they've seen success with you know herb jones even i guess trey Mm -hmm. you know jose and getting these defensive minded workaholics um yeah you're seeing a lot of guys who's defense pop out on the screen and actually has a potential chance to land in the lottery which hasn't been the case in the nba a lot of times early on so um I think it's interesting with those players that we're gonna talk about that they could swing it a couple different ways and it's really gonna kinda of be up to the Pelicans' office on which player they want to get and which one they think fits the best with them because I think the Pelicans at the end of the day are gonna go best player available, uh, but also the one that they think fits not just from like a position standpoint, but from like uh this is, you know, a Willie Green guy, right? Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a good question to ask like what is what is going to be the Pelicans philosophy this draft, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it seems like they hit on a pretty solid philosophy. Like can they shoot, can they play defense, are they ready to play? And this draft doesn't seem to have too many of those type of players, right? Like a lot of them are freshmen young yeah potential type of guys even at pick 8, 9, 10. You know, there really aren't a lot of those players that are like, this is going to be like a surefire, instant, instant contributor. A lot of it's just based off of heavy, heavy potential. You know, there's a few guys above others, but there's not like a, like mm. Trey Murphy would have been the oldest player in the top, what, 15 in this draft if he were here. So yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Pelicans and, philosophy is. I, 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 I think I agree with you, Tyler, just who's the best available person at this and, time.
2: And I think, you know, it, there are there are different skills like measurable skills that you can put out on there, but I think the Pelicans aren't afraid to take a guy. They might have to, that might not play for a year or two. They've done it before. Um, I think a lot of people are looking at the Pelicans want a guy who's ready to contribute now. It's like, hey, y'all got to remember we have fourteen people on this team ready to contribute. Yeah. Um, for the most part, you know, I mean, you could say like maybe guys like Devontae Graham and. Kyra are up in there as far as what their roles are but you know they're NBA ready and capable players um so I don't I think the Pelicans will also go into this draft with a little bit of patience on the player if they feel like the best possible ceiling for the player might take a little while that's okay they're not gonna make this draft pick as like a free agency move and as a move that's gonna get them over the top and I think that's how a lot of fans um, and people are looking at it. And I think that's a bad way to look at it as a front office. I think it's pretty safe to
1: say we won't have the rookie of the year on our team next year. Probably no. not. No. <laughs> um, well, he won't I, get enough. That's a, good, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it like, doesn't mean he's not a bad player. Right. But we know. might not have a first, all first or second NBA rookie player on our team, right? Because there's just what minutes are there currently? But that's not a bad position to be in. That's not that's not a negative statement to make, right? Like, and that can actually help the player at the end of the day. And it's just, I think it's a good position to be in for the Pelicans because we have so many guys, like you said, that are ready to step up, that are proven, that have put in playoff minutes that were significant. And I don't think we're expecting this rookie to come in and do much. But that's not a bad thing, right? Like that's not a Mm -hmm. bad thing. That just shows that we have the ability. We we are a deep team, and
2: we have. A top eight pick to add this, to that depth, like that's yeah, a really good. This is thing. a luxury. That is very rare in the NBA. It's beautiful. I mean, that's something you want. Yeah. Right?
1: That's something you want. And And you see it paying dividends for the Golden State Warriors right now.
2: (laughs) That's exactly what I was just going to say. You look at the only other team recently that's been in that position, it's Golden State. And they were just like, you know, we'll pick who we think is the best player available. So far it hasn't worked out, but I feel like that's more of an injury issue than the player.
1: You saw Moses Moody like start a game in the playoffs Mm -hmm. due to injury. So like the depth is there. It's gotten them through the year. At the end of the year, they were able to rest Steph. Rest Clay, Rest uh Rest Dre. So hell yeah, dude. Bring on some young talent to do that. Might not see the court, but periodically and add to the depth, add to his culture of the team, and I think that's an awesome thing
2: to have. Yep. So I guess that's a good point to go on to. Whoever uh, our
0: first player is. Yep. So Jonathan, you're first up. Oh who do you got? <laughs> I love it, Jesse. Good shit, man. All right. So my
1: first guy, I think it's a guy that's very uh very popular, I guess, in mock drafts being, being picked to us, and that's um, Benedict Mathurin. Okay. Um, And if you watch this dude's tape, I highly doubt he drops to eight uh, for several reasons. One, the dude's athleticism is off the chart, right? Like I think the closest comparison athletic-wise from last year's draft would be like a Kaminga, and Kaminga went top five. But just raw, crazy athleticism. Dude has an absolute... Butter of a three-point shot, in my opinion, um, above-average playmaker with the ball in his hands. Although I don't think he had the ball in his hands that much for us. Um, and if you watch the, you know, if you watch the tape of him uh, or the highlights of him, you see him moving a lot without the ball in his hands, which is something I think that he would benefit from a lot if you were on his team. Because we talked about this almost every episode how many guards do we have in this team already, right? Like, how many mouths do we have to feed? Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at a guy like Benedict Mithurin, you're going to see a a guy who can spot-up shoot, a guy who can knock down a three-pointer very easily, Mm -hmm. a guy who's going to get out in transition and absolutely show out with his athleticism, and a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands um, with how amazing he is with his off-ball movement. So I really like Benedict Mithurin. I think if he drops to eight, I don't even think we should waste time. I think we should run up there and and have the pick immediately. I think he's a guy who um, can come off the bench and provide significant minutes pretty early in his career, even though we won't need that. I just think with his with his athleticism and his ability to knock down shots, I think he's going to carve out minutes pretty quickly, um, especially if there's like any injury uh, situation with the Pelicans. I think he's a great fit. I think he's going to add to the depth of this team, There's going to be situations this year, of course, where we're going to have to arrest people like Zion. There's going to be injuries because it always happens. And I think Mathurin would be like the absolute uh, perfect pick here for the Pelicans to take and run with and add to this culture. Now, with that said, uh, the guy unfortunately does at times when I'm watching the tape or when I'm watching, I got to actually watch a couple of his games uh, where it showed him on every play, like some of those highlights do on YouTube. Sure. And uh, he does take some plays off. Like, his motor lacks at times. Um, and he seems to be a bit of a defensive liability, which doesn't fit in with what the Pelicans have been drafting uh, as in terms of this past year or so. But in terms of upside, in terms of potential, in terms of potentially grooming a player that can be an absolute borderline like sixth man of the year type player i mean i think i think this is the guy i think he's the perfect pick i think he would be um amazing in a pelicans uniform not just you know not just this season in spotted minutes but in the future when he gets opportunities man i love this kid i love it and uh i really hope he's the name now i doubt it he's rising up draft boards with every mock draft i see he's going uh seven um, 6, 7. I, I saw, saw him S- as... CBS has him as uh, early as 5. Yeah. yeah, I saw him as high as 5. So, mm-hmm. you know, word out is that this kid is climbing up draft boards, but if, if he were to somehow make it to 8, I would run up there and say, this is the pick.
2: Yeah, I think when you look at pretty much any other player we're going to talk about today that wouldn't be positioned um pretty much above him, but in that same tier, in that range, you can easily point out a negative with that player or like a big weakness glaring weakness hey big strength glaring weakness can't really do that with her you can be like oh he took plays off but you can also see plays where like on defense he's like he's like pumped up he's like intense in the moment trying to be real aggressive trying to steal the ball like so yeah he's got to work on his defensive discipline sure but um you know i mean you see he has the potential to score at all three levels and out of all the players that i Mm -hmm. looked up
1: uh I mean, besides the senior out of um, Kansas, I can't remember his name. Agba, I can't, I can't pronounce mm-hmm. his name. But anyway, besides him, uh, this guy looks like an NBA player.
2: Well, yeah, that was the other thing I was gonna say. Yeah. Like phys- physically, he's one of the bigger guards. I mean, you look at like his size profile: six six, six. I think six ten wingspan, six nine. It was right? Six nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, officially. And, I mean, that's the kind of length you need at the NBA level and would only benefit us, for sure. Um, it's just, I feel like sometimes that shot's a little off bound- It's like nitpick stuff with him. It and is. that's why he's like an easy pick. I mean, he I think it's a best of both worlds because I feel like he actually might be the best player available at that point. And like you said, they should run up and get him. But also, he could immediately like come in and fit some of the things that we're trying to do. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Everything I saw on tape, I'm like,
1: this guy would be beautiful with our second unit. Just run and gunning, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like running, and gunning, get this guy, have him spot up in one corner three, have Trey Murphy in the other three, have like a point Zion or like a Kyra running the offense super quick, super fast. Let him run out and play with the young guys. And man, I just, I see a lot of potential with those lineups and a lot of positive things that Willie Green and for the first time in, First time in forever, I've been watching a lot of uh, Disney movies. So for the first time in forever, uh, I feel comfortable with the coaching staff making the right decisions, and um, actually like kind of I'm using that input in my decisions. Like, what is Coach Willie Green? Like, what is Willie Green's system, and how does this guy fit into it? And when I see him throwing, I'm just like, yo, just get that running gun second unit out there and go to work. And man, I just I really like this kid. And if you if you haven't yet, just look up YouTube. There's a million different videos. Pick any one of them. Um, and you're going to see why.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's just, he's, he's the legit wing that I think is available to us. And I just like, I
1: was out of the first, what three picks, first four picks. It's really hard to predict what five through eight's going to be.
2: Yeah. Cause um, I feel like they're all on the same level because I would say Benedict is like a in some places, B in some places, yeah, C yeah. in some places. Then you got some guys who are a pluses in some places right. and like a D, you know, and then it just. Like, it's, that's why I said it's going to be real interesting for the Pelicans because, it's, because two or three of those guys are going to be on the board that we're going to talk about. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be, like, who the Pelicans, like, were like, is the best guy. And that's going to be really interesting to see if it's maybe somebody not like Benedict and maybe one of the next players we talk about. Yeah, and I agree. I think, like, out of the six
1: people that we talk about today, you got to believe at least what, like you said, at least three, maybe four of the guys we talk about today are going to be there. Um, and we're going to learn a lot about the Pelicans drafting philosophy, uh, with the pick that they have. But if it's Benedict, uh, who's up there, I don't, I don't think it's any, any question you got to take him.
2: Yeah. I almost don't think
1: he makes it at this point. I don't think so either. I mean, he's just rising up what I see, but Mm.
2: those guys don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Those mock draft guys don't know shit. You don't know what's going to happen. Fuck. Especially with David Griffin as a GM. Who knows? Anthony Bennett. So who's your second guy? Okay, yeah, I'll do both of my guys. My second guy
1: is a guy who I think 100%, without a doubt, fits the mold of what the Pelicans have been drafting. And what I mean by that is a guy who has an extremely high motor, a guy who was asked to lead his team in college, a guy who is probably the best defender on the board at this point. I'd actually guarantee it that he's going to be the best defender on the board when the Pelicans are picking. Um, Fits everything that we want to do in terms of intensity and passion for the game and clearly like a awesome guy to be on the court with in the locker room. Everything that I've read up on this guy points to him fitting that like Jose type of mold that Herb Jones defensive impact type of mold. That positivity that you see in the Pelicans locker room. And that's Johnny Davis. Big 10 player of the year. Absolute menace defensively. And when I was watching his tapes, you know what I really liked, y'all? I mean, y'all might see I see this a lot with Herb. The dude just doesn't accept the screen when he's playing defense. You know how Herb fights over it, under it, whatever he has to do to get back to his guy. Yeah. Davis does that almost better than what i see her doing really like he predicts where the screen is coming from he'll either fight over it with everything he has there was one play man i wish i could find it and post it on our twitter there was one play and i will where he knew the screen was coming baseline and his guy was running to the three-point line so instead of running through the screen he went around everything like super quickly and just met the pass where the pass was gonna go, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's some Herb Jones intelligent defensive type of shit." Like, mm-hmm. so he knows when to fight through screens, when to blow them up, when to go around them, when to fight through traffic, or when to go around traffic. It was beautiful watching him on defense. And if that's a guy that screams Willie Green to me, because last year when we were uh, when we were doing our podcast about who, how did we feel about our rookies? I said Herb Jones feels like everything that uh, Willie Green was talking about. And Willie Green, from the beginning, has like, listen, you got to be able to play defense if you're going to find a court. Um, He said that last year. And that's why I was like, Herb Jones might be a starter uh, by the the time this is all said and done. And sure enough, he was. uh, I mean, uh, Davis fits that mold. He fits that mold 100%. Um, Now, with that said, his three-point shot is ugly. Pretty ugly. He won't be taking too many shots um and he is a secondary guard once again so what that means to me is oh, what i've seen on the tape is he can't really produce offense um for other guys or for himself and he struggles with his handles often kind of like we saw when drew holiday was trying to be a primary playmaker i don't know if you remember that he would quite often fumble the ball Mm. it reminded me a lot of like drew holiday which is actually a pretty good comparison for him um he's he's actually and some more positives about him he's actually he's butter from mid-range that little 10 to 18 footer he's butter but anything past that it's it's terrible um and one thing I really like is when he's going into the lane, he's not trying to do any type of fancy layup. Like, it's 100%. Well, so, it's like that Jimmy Butler, like, I'm going to absorb the contact and finish at the rim.
2: Yeah, that's kind of who I saw a little bit, but, like, because not that elite athleticism. Right, No. No explosiveness yeah. or anything, like, uh, kind of like Jimmy, but... Um, you know, I wonder with that mid-range shot and you, you've looked into him more. Do you think that's like a thing with like I don't I don't necessarily know. If, obviously the shot's ugly, but is it like something with your legs at that point because I feel like when you're stretching out he might just be putting yeah. cuz if you got it at the mid-range, right? You you definitely yeah. you're definitely pulling up on the jumper, but like as soon as you go out beyond the arc, maybe it's just like he hasn't figured out how to set his feet and so, rhythm bounce. Yeah. Here,
1: here's my theory about it, right? Cuz he average he's still averaged 20 points per game. Um, my theory is the guy was asked to guard the best player on the court every single
2: night. Tired his legs up. He
1: had to have been tired, right? Yeah. Like, if you watch his defensive highlights, the dude is running through every screen. He's not losing his guy. He's helping out um, off ball. He's recovering in ev- like every play. This dude goes hundred mm-hmm. percent. And then he was asked to be the leading scorer as well. That won't happen with the Pelicans. Like there that won't he will never ask to be uh, that much of a load bearer um offensively. So while the shot isn't the prettiest shot, um, it's still clean. It's a slower release. I think that's gonna be a problem in the NBA. Guys closing out on his slow release. Yeah. But yeah, the mid range is there, the form is there. Um my 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 well, reading the, you know, kind of kind of reading the situation for what it
2: is, I think he was just tired and all right, well, let me ask you this. Benedict is still on the board somehow, mm-hmm. yep. Pelicans select Johnny Davis yep, how do you feel
1: I'm upset okay. I'm upset because I don't think neither one of them get much playing time this year, so I want potential over fit I guess, but when, so you think do you think I'm sorry, Johnny
2: Davis? Davis's ceiling is significant From lower.
1: What? From what I've seen on tape, I think Mathurin could, in the right situation, like let's say, for yeah, some I reason, mean, obviously, like, you know, some some reason like C.J. McCollum in a couple of years, yeah. retires or whatever it is, and Mathurin's forced to get heavy minutes. I could see that guy pushing into like a borderline. Is he an all-star type player?
2: Potentially. Yeah, I just really like the thing that just strikes me about Johnny Davis is that is that defensive mindset because it's just like one of them things. That Davis is. Like,
1: that defense in mind, I'm telling you, I watch the tape. The dude is wild up. He's yeah. talking can to the I, fucking fans. He's can a dog. I, yeah,
2: can I tell you something I do when I watch draft? Like, I don't specifically, like, look at, like, because I leave that to the people who know more than me on that. But, right. like, I look for things that, like, pop Yeah. out. And, like, that was the thing. Like, Johnny Davis' intensity popped yeah. out. Yeah, he was... Oh, he, was, for me. he
1: was jawing off with the fans. He's, like, like,
2: waving goodbye to the opposing team. He's a Well, dog. yeah, but even, like you said, defensively, it's just, it's just there. But, like, also with, like, some other players, like, you know, Jesse's probably about to talk about one. There's just, like, a skill here and there that pops. But when you watch, like, you know, when we watched Zion, it was – I mean, I haven't really got to watch a first-round film all the way back in 2012 with AD. But, like, you watched Zion, and he was like, this guy – doesn't belong on a college court he belongs in the nba and then you can see like as you go further down the draft you're like okay he struggled against some college players but he's got this thing that really pops out the screen that if that got taken advantage of he could become this right you know like so that that's kind of how i look at it so that's why johnny davis is like i don't know if i'd be that mad because i just feel like that was like yeah he feel like i said he feels like more. Especially with like, like I'm sure Willie would probably be like, "All right, let me see what you can do out there." Yeah, he feels like he. I don't think you lose anything
1: with him if you're just like, mm-hmm. "Okay, come off the bench and you got to just full court pressure, be a be a, put him and Jose on the floor together and just say full court pressure. I don't want the ball to reach half court." Yep, he's that type of player. Like he's going yes. to be that type of player, um, in the NBA. So can I see the fit? I'd be happy if we got him. Um, but but I just feel like either one of these guys. Unless, you know, there's injuries, it's more of a depth situation, but I think McDermott just has more potential.
2: Yeah. Long-term. So I think that would be an appropriate segue to Kyle Anderson. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Dyson Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't do that. That's so. how
0: I feel about him. <laughs> yeah, so, so, all right, <laughs> so, Jesse's about to no, explain kidding. himself. No, so, I was just, so, just kidding. The, the guy I was tasked with uh, picking, I guess. Boy, you wanted him. No and I boy. do, I do. I do like it. So how I'm looking at this per, at, at this pick is this person's not going to play this year. Probably won't play next year either. Um, no, he could. He could, but I, I think if we do draft Dyson Daniels, he'll enjoy another season in the G League. Um, and, and just looking at him, he does everything pretty above average, um, except shooting. Yeah. Which is the one thing that scares me, right? Because I'm like in this draft, I want to, I, I want somebody who can shoot the ball, because that's obviously like our biggest need, I think, still. Um, but as far as like a six foot seven guard who can just facilitate an offense, um, a plus defender, uh, got a really silky smooth floater in the lane. Yeah, that's nice. You um, can kind you can kind of create for himself. The only thing is he doesn't have like elite speed, you know. I I think I don't know. He's he to me he's either gonna be. A very good basketball player who has a very high ceiling, or he's gonna be Nikhil Alexander Walker. I mean, it, no, it's gonna come yeah. down to his shot, hundred yeah. percent. Because I mean, you just as a guard in the NBA, you need you, it. Need, a, you need, need to be able to shoot. And like his big issue is is like his wide open threes are are, are awful. Like he, yeah, he's awful at shooting wide open threes. So I mean, the that's only thing play- we already possess as a team is just bricking shots. Yeah. So. Is he the correct pick at that time? I don't know. Um,
2: the only players who can get away with not shooting threes at the guard level are super explosive elite players like yeah. Ja and, you know, and and and, and even would, then they still got to use it to open up their game.
0: And I would love to say that he could possibly be like a Rondo type, like not very great at shooting the ball, but excellent finishing around the rim and can pass the ball, but his passing skills aren't there. Um I don't know. I think he could be a fun project to, to to sit and wait and kind of develop. Um, yeah, we're, like, not in a, we're not in a huge rush.
1: I like his... Uh...
2: I think that's a good point. He could be like the project player yeah. out of the guys that's available to pick. But he
0: also... I think his defense is game ready day one. Yeah, absolutely. He knows how to use his body. He's 11. To where to be. He meets all of his defenders at the rim. Yeah. Um, he stays in front of his guys. And he, he's not like unathletic. He's got... No, he's like I said he's a plus defender. Yep. Um so yeah, I, I I don't I don't hate that pick. if it was if it came down and we picked him, I wouldn't hate it. I would say, okay, well, the team's obviously looking for a guard of the future who may replace CJ and
1: He could be that. Yeah. He's long he's, like, I like his six I like what, six. six seven. Seven. Well,
0: you know, he's a super interesting prospect yeah. because
2: he kind of brings all the tools, but he's not he's not overly fast, obviously. I called him yeah, I called him, him slow mo <laughs> earlier, but like He definitely has the IQ. He's played in, uh, I would say, personally, higher competition in the G League. Yeah. um, And excelled. But there were times, like, I just didn't think he was, like, snapping out at me. But he was in all the right places a lot of times. Like, he just knew where he needed to be and do the right things. But, yeah, the shot is the thing that, like, just... Absolutely scares me off of him, but it's interesting because he is six seven. If he gets that down, and he actually can become like an elite playmaker, because I would say like he brings you the same positives as Lonzo, but yeah. he's not really as scared to attack the rim. He's not as scared to no no attack he- the mid
0: range. I would say that's where he excels. Is he's got go greater length, yeah. obviously. I that's mean, good, he gives a you good. a lot
2: of the same positives as Lonzo. His I feel tape, like
1: his tape kind of reminds me a little bit of Lonzo. Clearly, mm-hmm. they different style players, yeah. But absolutely, his
2: ability—he, you can clearly tell, like he makes the right pass off. But what? But exactly what you but look he, for out of Lonzo because Lonzo right, was right. never the most athletic or explosive player. But you know, his IQ was just showing off looks the charts. Like, but right. Lonzo was obviously mm-hmm. a way better passer. Um, but that's one thing that when yeah. I watch tape on him,
1: which I got to watch a little bit, and by a little bit I mean like just now, um, he, <laughs> <laughs> no. But when he's playing, it's clear he has a high IQ. Yeah, like no, you can he definitely you can does. see that on on his tape. Like he's up, he's making the right pass, he's setting his guys up. Um, open court vision looks really good. I love his size. Oh my god, six eleven wingspan. Yeah, bad? and I
2: think it's important to note that. Uh, Draft Express's guy, well, he's now for ESPN, Jonathan G, how do you say his last name? Giovanni. Giovanni, Giovanni like that, whatever. Yeah. Um, said he had one of the most impressive pro days he's ever seen. Mm. Ever. Yes, yeah, so like, with Andre And it was he said the he said it was so impressive, he was shooting up the lottery. Like phew. Okay. But um David yeah, look, Griffin was there. So he's uh, th- a guy the, he's interested in for I sure. Think
0: the 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 potential is there. No doubt about it. I think the biggest thing now is just to see what the Pelicans' draft strategy is. That's um, why
2: it's so interesting because, like, each player is bringing like a totally different. I, I mean, Johnny Davis and Dyson Daniels can give you a lot of the same things. I think I would. I think I'd probably rather Dyson Daniels, due to no pressure right away on that player having to be anything. Yeah. And if you can really develop that shot with Dyson.
0: I think there's a better shot you develop Dyson's shot than you do Johnny's.
2: Yeah. I mean, that could be true. Uh, Cause like it wasn't necessary. I didn't see anything where I was like, Oh God, he'll be terrible at that forever. But, um, the Andrews is an interesting prospect,
1: man. I think I've seen him as high as, That's like, just that length, man. I think I I've seen him as high as, like, 6 in some mock
2: drafts, but and as yeah, low as, like, 12? 14. 14, something. yeah. yeah that, was that, that was the thing with Trey Murphy last year that just, like, I, people, some GMs remember and some GMs forget that length can just be, if the guy knows how to use it, can just be a game changer in basketball, like, in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and especially if, like, you have a guard with... Who knows how to use it. And when that's what Dyson can do. So he's going to be a real interesting prospect.
0: And moving on to my second prospect, who I actually think is the best pick for the Pelicans AJ Griffin.
1: Oh, I like them. I like
2: AJ Griffin. So that's your
0: number one, like over I, Benedict? I, yes. Okay. I, I think AJ Griffin is a guy who can come in immediately and with his shot and his size he can find a place on his team because, uh, dude, we need shot makers. And he just kind of reminds me of like a Jimmy Butler, Desmond Bain type player. Okay, And so I, I think he'll make an impact from day one with his shot making ability. And I, I think years two and three, he'll only be better. So um, like you said, Benedict Mathern, if if AJ Griffin's on the board, I mean, like they have to take him. I think he's an uh, an immediate game changer. Um, I think there can be some lineups with him that just any lineup with him and Zion and it would alleviate so much pressure because you want to talk about a natural and smooth shot. It's AJ Griffin. Oh, my God. Yes. Tyler,
1: what were you saying? Because we talked about him a little bit before. Yeah. Where we looked at his tape and we're like, this dude's not explosive at all.
0: What, what? Was,
1: was he injured or something? Yeah,
0: no, yeah, he, he wasn't. Okay. He battled a knee injury all year.
1: Because I remember watching his tape. I'm like, this dude can't get by anybody.
2: Yeah, and but I he, mean... Well, he it he was, has the best shot. A he, lot of things that were seen as negatives, I think, could be pointed at, hey, injury probably had some reason for this. But it could also be who he is. But, like, for instance, his explosive athletic ability was, like, one of his positives as a recruit coming to Duke. But he didn't show that, and I think you can really probably put that on knee injuries injuries. Now I mean, is the injury thing. He's a got, concern, the, he's got the size. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. so. No, it's hard to be uh-huh. a concern that young, but and like, it's I think, hard to know. Yeah. I think
1: if he's there for the Pelicans, like I said, I thought Davis would be the best defender by far available. If he's available, he's the best shooter left by far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And then I, I just think, um, the, the only thing that scares me, right, is he's not... He, dude, he is not good on defense. He mm. doesn't show any flashes of, of being a capable defender. Okay. So he's going to be a player that, you know, maybe that has something to do with injury. Who knows? I don't um, think he's a ready defender
2: even with the injury.
0: Yeah. so I think that's where he would just, like, Murphy struggle to get on the floor. Yeah. But, again, like, if you have a guy with an, a, an elite shooting ability on a team where we kind of... Don't shoot the ball all that well.
1: That's I I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree yeah, with that.
0: You're gonna you're, take a chance on him. I mean, he's he's only 18. Um, you could sit him for a while and, and and hopefully he can get better defensively. But I mean, you could also hide him on that end of the floor too, maybe. But yeah, I, I think he's a, a a solid pick. And Trajan Langdon likes his Duke guys, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, I would I I'm would... sure he's got the info on
2: him too.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I would say if I had to make a bet right now on
2: who's the odds favorite to be a Pelican, it's probably Griffin. You know what's an argument I hate with this that you're going to hear? What? This is an appeasement towards Zion. You'll probably hear it from places like Shut ESPN. Up. This is an appeasement towards Zion. If I hear that, like I immediately disregarded anything else no, you are going to say. But I
1: will say, I think the Pelicans do favor Duke players because they have more intel on them for sure, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, intel matters. And I think that, Like I said, odds favorite right now to be a Pelican next season in this draft is probably Griffin.
0: I I think it's Griffin or Mathern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and honestly, each one depends on which one jumps up, right? Because like one of them made like Mathern or Griffin or even Dyson Daniels could jump up into like that top six, seven. Mm -hmm. And so if one of them jumps up. One, I think that's going to be the precursor to one of those guys falling down to us. See, if we get Griffin, I'm super excited. I'm like, yo, this dude's going to make an
1: impact the, this year. I think he's going to come off the bench and shoot lights out. So you If know we what get my, Daniels, I'm just like, he might not see the court this year. <laughs> you know, he's, so you know what no, my
2: pop-out thing is about Griffin? What? It's... That you saw glimpses that he can actually create for himself outside the three-point oh, line. Oh, dude. Have back. you
0: ever seen the I was about to say the yeah, step back. That is, a,
2: that is a thing he has. Pra- I could tell just by the way he plays, he's practiced yeah. that since he was 13 his years old. Back dude, his deep. step dude. His step back,
0: and then he's got the. It's like a jab step in between legs. That's something Trey can't side. do yeah.
2: right now. Yeah. And Trey's working on it. I saw I saw his film, you Trey's know, Trey's working a become a playmaker, But he doesn't but have a he, can't, step back. he can't do you know, he's he's a catch and shoot standstill guy right now. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what he is. I, I think he, he, he if he makes it happen, it's out of like a it's because his form's so good. But him and Murphy, Griffin and Murphy, both have like that robotic shot. But the trick with that thing is cause the setup is so, you know, precise and technical. So, like, when Murphy comes off of it, the shot changes and it alters his, you know, shot. So, it's harder for him. But Griffin goes right back into it off the step backs and yeah. stuff like that. And that shit is stuff you cannot teach. You cannot, like, that's just a God-given talent. Um, And that can
0: really excel a player's ability to just be uh, a real impact. Yeah. Like I said, I hope he's there. Um, I, I like him a lot. I think... Another odd like another I would say he's another odd ball in this draft that's going to that's going to mess with how players are picked, right? Is is Shaden Sharp? Yep. Um not much known about him. He was injured all last season, so is a team going to take a chance in the top 5 like everybody's saying or could he slip outside that top 5? Yeah, I don't I don't know much about him because
1: every mock draft I well, saw nobody he was does. he was 4 or 5 and I'm like, yeah. okay, he's not I coming mean, to the He was
2: he was a it was expected to be that coming out of high school, a top five pick, but he was just injured the whole time. So no one knows. Yeah. But he has the size profile. He has the athleticism. All but the I mean, tools are kind there, of of but what? you just haven't seen it. So what? he's, he,
0: he was a, he would be a guy. I would not be surprised drops. Is it, what was that? Like Darius Garland a few years ago, didn't play all season. Well, no, even he played elite, even he played you played a little had bit a little bit, little bit of tape bit, on yeah. him, but you could see immediately, like, Darius Garland's shot was there.
1: But that's a decent comparison, though, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. a high, high prospect like that, yeah. but uh, to your point, Jesse, yeah, that's up. absolutely right, all it takes is one curveball like that, right? Like, maybe the Kings fall in love with somebody like Griffin and take him at four, you know what I'm saying? Like, something like that could happen, and, and I mean you' a think sudden, about all it, the dominators fall. Doesn't,
2: King, doesn't the Kings have a new GM now? Or was it last season they got a new GM? Uh, I can't remember. But you got to think maybe they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to take a risk on this guy. You know, I want to start building my foundation. So maybe I do go with Griffin instead oh, of my a, like, you know,
1: like who
0: knows? Because I mean, draft picks is where a GM will lose their job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll they'll probably they're they're most likely gonna go Jaden Ivy. Right, but you but, never know, right? But, like, but the, another reason why I say he could they if they can't trade back, I could see them not picking him. Mm-hmm. Is just because they already have that and like De'Aaron Fox kind of okay. But so yeah, we'll see. I don't. Know, I just don't. I don't see them making the right choice. If,
2: if they, I say the only way they do that is if they trade back, because then you're stupid at that point. Because Jaden and Ivy is far and away the best player on the board is going to be the best player on the at board four, at yeah. four. If he's yeah. there, he's by far and away the best player, and it's not even a question. It's not I a agree. question. I, I mean, I don't, I, I can't speak for Shaden Sharp. Maybe that dude ends up being uh, legit, you know. But yeah. I, I haven't seen enough on him to make a real opinion on his game. But you got to think if Shaden still goes high, that scouts that have that insider access, no. Stuff we won't be able
0: to. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, it is now Tyler's turn. Well,
2: I mean, I was just going to kind of wild card it with y'all because y'all took all four guys. The way I feel, I think one of the four y'all mentioned is one of the ones we pick, especially if we're staying at eight. Okay, fair enough. So uh, so what we did is uh, some like outsider guys. Um, potentially just some names that have like bounced around that I've seen. Um, that you know, hey, either we trade up or somehow they fell, and it's just like, damn. Um, Shaden Sharp is one of those guys that could fall to us. I'm not really, like I said, going to comment on him because there's really not that much to say about his game. I just haven't seen enough. I, it's really hard for me to judge off a high school tape every. Every top ten prospect looks elite in high school, you know? Yeah. Uh, Austin Rivers looked like a god in high <laughs> school. So, so true. I don't I don't really use like high you just gotta kinda trust the process at that point. Uh, bless the scouts who's got that, that's their job. Um but like one of the guys, for instance, like uh, so Jaden Ivey, I think is is a player that is potential to bring up just on he's the fact gotten that some, we could trade up for him because of what the king said. And he's
1: gotten some negative <clears throat> some negative scouting reports coming out lately. Mm-hmm. Like they had some advanced metrics saying he was one of the worst defenders in college basketball last year, like things like that. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe that's stuff that GMs look like, look at, and maybe the Kings don't want another guard on their team. So
2: they, he just, he just like, when I watch Jaden, he just pops out. Like I love him. <laughs> he is. If he, if your dream was to see John Morant and Zion play together, that's about as close as you're going to get right there. Dude's got the exact same, like, explosive first step. Has he getting to the rim, knows how to gather, uses hands, uh, just everything. I mean, he's another one you, you kind of get picky with and you go like, oh, you know, he kind of struggles, like, at the mid-range. But, like, he's just so much faster than everyone else and, like, so explosive. You can just tell, like, he's like, oh, shit, I guess I got to pull up here, you know, because usually I can get by everybody. Um and he's just he's just one of those guys who don't belong in in the college game he belongs in the n b a and he's i think he'll excel in the n b a for sure uh pretty closely because right now he almost at a t is those new prototypical um explosive type guards i guess you could say like his playmaking isn't to like uh jaws level um per se but um i mean when you're that explosive and athletic if you're not an idiot you can make plays happen you know i, I
1: mean if if Jaden falls like let's just I don't know let's just say there's a world where they pick sharp at four right and then who's got the
2: fifth pick? Um, I think it's Indiana, huh? Yeah.
1: Yes. So let's say let's say they go with somebody like Murray, like they've been linked to Murray a lot, like a guy that would fit with them since they have a league guard already, or they take Mathurin. So if you're looking at the if you're looking at the fifth, I mean the fifth pick is uh, Detroit. So if oh you yeah, look, it's Detroit. If, if you're sorry. looking at if you're looking at Ivy, probably not fit with Detroit because of. Well, I would pick, I would, uh, pick, then I then would pick, would
2: You would go, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, go there. you know what's funny with Detroit is, like, it's like, are they going to take a chance or not? Because, like, they already got the sure thing last year, so maybe this year they try to hit another home run. So they do go with someone like Shaden, you know. Well, like, let's just say for some reason he's there at six. <clears throat> like, the Pelicans have to
1: seriously consider.
2: Well, I, the one consistent I've seen in all mock drafts is that Keegan Murray's not making it past six, and that's like who Indiana's going with. Okay. Um, I mean, because Indiana needs sure talent outside of the top four. Like as like a sure prospect guy, <clears throat> he's he's the one for sure.
1: Yeah, out of the what I've read so far. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: I don't think he would make it to the Pelicans, and I don't know if he'd be like a great fit right away, considering you know where our strengths lie already mm-hmm. um, as a team, but. Mm. Pelican, if he somehow made it to the Pelicans, they'd be st- stupid. Jaden
1: Ivy's the one guy I think, if he fell, I'd want the Pelicans to
0: make a move for.
2: I think they would too. Yeah. Yeah. If it was there, if it's available. And yeah. something
0: we always have to consider is like, as much as we love Jaden Ivy, right? If he does fall in Detroit's there or um, Pacers the the King, Portland, Portland, yeah. You know, they also probably really like him. Yeah, so Portland they might not gonna be try much. to get yeah. them for sure. There's like not much you can probably do to sway them. It would take it yeah. would take a lot. And it's 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 if you value um I future think, picks. Up. I Whoever think another thing
1: too that the we have to weigh into consideration is I really think the Pelicans are real and genuine about their message about building a team that enjoys being with each other. And if trading for Jaden Ivey or trading up a couple of picks means removing some of those guys, I feel like the Pelicans might be hesitant to do that.
0: Absolutely.
2: No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's a business at the end of the day. And it's just like, uh, uh, in the same way they got rid of Josh Hart, who you would say is like the, was like a glue fucking piece. They, they did it when they could upgrade the talent. Right.
1: But I'm saying like, We got a surefire commodity in C.J. McCollum that we knew would fit in with the guys. We knew who's talent on the court. Are you willing to do that for a prospect? Let me ask you you this question. I'm
2: going to ask you a really interesting question here, and I would love to hear people's answers on this one. Let's say, for some reason, Portland's right ahead of you. This ain't going to happen, but I just like this hypothetical. I love it because I'd love to hear your answer. Here we go. Let's say Portland's like, we got Jaden Ivey at seven, but... You give us Jose Alvarado and Trey Murphy. You can have Jaden Ivy. That's a no for me immediately. What do you say, Jazzy? Well, let's say let uh, okay, let me take out Trey Murphy cuz uh, let's say we need we know we need shooting, but let's say Jose Alvarado this first pick and the f- first round pick from like Milwaukee or the Lakers. So, we're giving up two first for 1 or whatever. Listen, and Jose. If you're getting Jose, I want three first in return. Yeah, I bet. I
1: knew you were going to say that.
2: You wouldn't get rid of Jose Dude, for no I am, Listen, bro, I... This fan base would be I, heartbroken, but... I... I would pull the trigger. I put too much weight into relationships. Yeah, I know, but... I know. I, what I'm trying to tell you is, like, at the end of the day, like, Jose is what he is. Okay, bro, oh, wouldn't it be a good GM. Y'all see what you're trying to say here. No, no that but that, like, so... The emotion does, and they're happy that that's there, but that's why you got to keep it in house. That's why I like Willie so important because guess what? If Jose does leave, which most likely will happen one day, Jose will, you know, by all chances not be our point guard for 15 years. You know, How dare you! People gotta continue that culture. <laughs> How dare you! I'm just, I'm just trying to say here. Don't, no, it's an interesting point though, our right? Like fans then, love to, you know, and I don't yeah. blame them because it's awesome to cheer for these guys. But we love to get obsessed and be like, "This is going to be our team forever," when that will never be the case in the NBA. No, it's a
1: very interesting point to make, Tyler. But David Griffin and Trajan Langdon are going to say something about who they want here. Well, they want guys with, who are... No, but with contracts, right? So, yeah. like, clearly, Josh Hart, we said this at the end of last year, his contract was meant to be a tradable contract. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Brandon Ingram is nowhere near tradable for us, ever, in, like, any regard. And mm-hmm. I think that what they do in this next cycle of contracts, which is going to happen this year and next year, you're going to see who's a part of that cornerstone, um, who who's going to be foundational bricks in this house and who's not and whoever gets contracts like josh hart probably won't be whoever gets contracts like i don't know who to compare it to uh well whoever gets a long-term contract that's not as tradable well
2: yeah but and that here. just that was my like my whole point was if that's what's stopping them from jade and ivy they'll pull the trigger on anything that's not brandon ingram or zion or cj or herb I don't think they would trade Herb at this point. I think mm. he is also... Untouchable, yeah. I just... Uh, Herb is... Exi- I don't... I mean... No, no Herb, is, Herb is untouchable, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't... Herb's too valuable to the team overall. But, anyways, uh, just to highlight on some other I names... I fucking hated me, that. I hated that segment. I knew you would...
0: Jesus I knew Christ, Tyler. You what a downer, dude. Sorry. I mean, that's just... That's how that... That's how okay, bro. Saying. Fuck. That's, that's fuck. Typical, but... Typical Tyler typical side <laughs> but
2: hopefully it's like you know if we ever did remove a positive like jose we also removed the wife beater like i mean uh jackson hayes i'm sorry uh, <laughs> Just, God,
0: dude.
2: Mean, why would he have to yeah. run that this
0: is such a good this is such a good episode to bring y'all to y'all down. Down. Yeah, okay dude. let me
2: bring y'all down even further no, so the what? next the next guy that i hear a lot about is the pelicans going with a guy like jeremy Sochan because all of a sudden we're like this defensive-minded team, so we're going to pick defensive yeah. guys like Sochan. Dude's um, a great defender, like, on the perimeter in the way that we liked about uh, Jackson Hayes. Okay. Dude just says, I want to trade Jackson Hayes, but I like the guy. <laughs> Too- no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, what people like about Hayes' yeah. game. Yeah, okay. Um you know that's like well that's one of the things I liked about his game anyway. So maybe. That's well, we like, haven't
1: talked about too many bigs here, and bigs might <clears throat> be a potential weakness
2: for us. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you want to always kind of look at that Zion insurance yeah. as of right now as well. But if I'm gonna just say it this way, because I don't want to talk about this too too much, if Jeremy Sochan, go. I hope I'm saying his last name right. Okay. If he goes to the Pelicans, I will be highly disappointed. The that other. means we trade it back. That means we trade it yeah, back. We yeah, we trade back if we grab this dude. Like, he's got some defensive potential, but he's just, like, offensively, like, super raw. He showed, like, a little playmaking pass and ability, but, like, other than that, he's not really giving you much. And here's the biggest thing. Would you say we need a big, Jesse? Um, Like, what was your number one need?
0: Shot creation and shot No, making. as as a big. Oh, as a big? Yeah. Oh, Defense. Yeah, I feel like rim we're kind of lack of that rim protection. Yeah. Rim protection, dude's not a rim protector at all. Like, if you if, if you're if you're essentially
2: a big, whether you're a four or a five, and I'm drafting you in the lottery, you got to at least show, show some ability to be able to uh, disrupt shots at the rim. Yeah. And if you can't show that, uh, hit the road. I'll see you later down the line. So, I would be disappointed if the Pelicans draft him. Um, he's got. Is he more of like a wing defender? Is he a big? Like he could defend out. You know, off of pick and rolls and stuff in the same way you talk about Johnny Davis fighting over screens yeah, yeah. and stuff. He can do the same thing as a as a big like that. But, mm. I mean, he's just not a very athletic dude. Um Doesn't have much to his all. Just a lot of question marks all over the floor besides, hey, like he's shown some nice defensive stretches and he can guard out on the perimeter. But that's not enough to pick a, pick over. Uh, a Griffin or, um, you know, Mathurin or whatever. It's just yeah, not even close. I think, um, uh, man, just have to. I mean, Dyson Daniels alone, like, you're talking about like a two-inch drop-off and way more positives.
1: I really like our guard rotation
2: right now. I think we
1: can use more guards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a team could ever have enough wing type of players. But... Yeah, for us to not talk about Bigs this draft is interesting because there's yeah, usually not, there's usually a few at the top of the board and well, it doesn't seem like there's any at the top of the board. Well, no, they're all
2: going in the first right, couple right. Picks. I'm
1: sorry, I should have said at when the Pelicans pick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's
2: all guards after that, but then when you start getting to the other pigs, it's definitely that like tier three level okay. of player. Um, and I would put him there. I would say like Jalen Duran. Um, is he's right there as
1: well. He's gotten mocked to the Pelicans in a couple at eight.
2: But I don't think he... I think he's past us, because Jalen Duran is, to me, very, as far as, like, a pops out, physically impressive. You're like, okay, what's he, 22? And then you're mm. like, holy shit, he's the youngest player in the draft. Yeah. And he's got, like, traps out of this world. And that's, like, really hard for a kid that young and that size to, you know, have. So physically, he's a ready player, but... He's he's bas- he's your basic big man. You know, he can play the boards. He can, he can be a good rim protector. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got that. He can be a decent role man. Um, but he's not really going to give you much else. And it's like, okay, well, do I need to draft that in the top ten in the lottery? Or let me take a chance on A.J. Griffin or Dyson Daniels or something like that, you know? So I just don't – like, the bigs are, like, super – like, I, I, I think they'll be NBA players potentially – but I just, I, you don't draft these guys in the top 10, in my opinion. So um, that's why I was saying, you know, the four you guys picked, I think, no doubt, if the Pelicans are still drafting at eight, it's one of those four. Um, if we move up and we get like a Keegan Murray or a Jaden Ivey or a Shaden Sharp, or if like one of them dropped down, we should be ecstatic about that. Um, I can't speak for Shaden Sharp, but if you would figure if they did draft them that high, they saw something they liked. But I anyhow. trust
1: our um I trust our front office, man. Yeah. Which is which is crazy to say after I uh shit on them so much <laughs> Dude, I shit on them so much throughout the season, man. Yeah. I so did. But uh yeah, I just I trust them to make the right decision, man. I really do.
0: So I was just thinking about something when Tyler was talking. Um what player did Tyler go on? Like when we first started doing the podcast, oh, I knew you were going to say that. What, I what you player did Tyler that. do like uh, in our rant on? That's
2: embarrassing. I know exactly what it is. Wait, too. Are you talking about? Um, oh, was it Derek oh, like, Favors? It was
0: Derek Favors. <laughs> 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 I remember
2: Jesse and I looking at our watches, like Tyler. What the fuck? First off, I went back and listened to it, and it was only like five minutes and ten seconds. Uh, I remember uh, no worse uh, than one
0: of Jonathan's character rants that he does every couple (laughs) podcasts. I remember like I remember like you started, and then like I like wasn't paying attention, and then like when I was like started paying attention, like twenty minutes later, I was like, dude, he's still talking about Derek Papers. Oh, yeah. sorry. I had to bring that uh, classic Pelip. I knew you were up. gonna. Yeah, that's why. That's another reason why I wanted to let y'all talk about the players. You that's were, why uh, I was laughing. I didn't uh, even my, talk that long. No, no it wasn't no, that. It was. <laughs> just, I just thought about it. And you were bringing about. up like defensive
2: rebounding percentages. That was. Figure, was that like, was. That was when I was still into like optimism to the tenth degree yeah. on the Pelicans, and now
0: I'm a bit more
2: of a realist.
0: Realist. And, So, uh, I created a new segment for this PeliPod. We'll probably do it going forward. Uh, I texted the guys earlier this week, and I said I took a little break from Twitter because uh, I just wanted to. And then um, I got back on Twitter. If I got to rap something, I'm- No, you're not rapping nothing. And (laughs) and basically, I was like, dude, there are a lot of people who don't deserve opinions (laughs) on Twitter. yeah. And so that's where this new segment comes from. It's uh basically, I'm going to call it Sup, Motherfuckers. Sup, Motherfuckers. Uh, and it's basically, we're going to call out somebody who says some stupid shit about the team on Twitter. And so uh, this week's lucky winner is Austin Karp. Okay. So my first rendezvous back into Twitter, uh, I open up the app and I'm like scrolling through. And the first fucking thing I see, and it's like, Blows my mind is Austin Carp basically says, Okay, I'll as so a precursor to it. So, Mark J. Burns says Seattle and Vegas are being earmarked for NBA expansion. And then this motherfucker's like, Seattle's a no brainer. Vegas makes sense. Now, no one's talking about us, no one's bringing this shit up, but he had to say, My question is. Is New, Vo- New Orleans a viable NBA market in the long term? <laughs> what, what, why? Why is he asking this question? Like, we have nothing to do with it, dude. Like, we made the playoffs. Like, all of our games were from? sellouts. Uh, so, let's go through, like, his fucking, I guess, like, what he does. So, Twitter just hands checkmarks out to every any fucking... Oh, is this, is this a checkmark
1: that? motherfucker, yeah, dude? Oh, my God. What's, so, his, at? What's his at?
0: Ask Austin Carp. Okay, got him and he's I, a managing editor digital for sbj i guess that's sports business journal um he's a fucking orioles fan if any team needs to get rid of a their baseball team is the fucking orioles <laughs> um opinions are my own like dude like i, I get it bro like so the who's cool, he, cover? he just covers anybody he's he he like i guess he does like I don't even know what he does. What's a managing editing slash digital? Uh,
2: somebody who made up a title to make yeah. himself
0: sound more important than
2: they are. So guaranteed. So has basically,
0: dude, I'm not kidding y'all. The Pell's 12 ratioed that motherfucker in like five minutes. Like I looked at it and it had like two quote tweets. And I reached what, like, like I fucking refreshed it and it had like 180 quote tweets and people just being like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like if you want to remove a team, why don't you move the Clippers? Like they didn't even sell in their play. They didn't even sell out. Their oh, you play know again. what?
2: Now that you think about it, I saw one because somebody said something pretty good. They were like, yeah, uh, talk about Seattle being the viable market.
0: They lost the fucking Oklahoma City. City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so, like, that's, like, my thing. Like, dude, no one was talking about us. Why why did you even bring us into this? Like, yeah. we have, like, a sustainable future. The the outlook on this team is probably the brightest it's been.
2: I mean, you it's know? just plain ignorance. It's just like, what, they don't even just look tell at me, the you structure. Know,
0: just, you know, we just put up a great performance against Phoenix in front of the national stage. Everybody knows us, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have a great coach. Uh, our owner is what top ten in in yeah fucking net worth mm-hmm. our our team's valuation is 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 better than Orlando or or any other of those fucking well, that's teams. because like, like they don't understand
2: like a, a lot of these people keep talking about the Pelicans. the pelicans are as an organization if you've actually gone to the building and stuff you would know this they are they are separate entities but they are intertwined at this point from organizational structure. Yeah standpoint um like uh
0: the saints are the pelicans like that's kind of what it is yeah and so i i just think it's one of those things like people just say because maybe people know the pels 12 is really fucking popular now and that they say to that like shit off of they it? can get like clicks i, I don't know like kendrick yeah i i just like it it's just it's annoying at this point like that's the only thing they can say. New Orleans, New Orleans. So that's they, we need to to New Orleans. And it's like, that's like, I, I I don't see that as a thing. And and I think the team is ours. And I think we're in a good direction. And it's like, anytime somebody wants to create an ignorant take, they just take it out on us. So as for Austin Karp, <laughs> some motherfucker, fucker, stop talking yeah. shit. <laughs> What do we name in this segment? Because I like it. We just, you just said yeah, it. sup, motherfucker. Sup, motherfucker. Yeah. All right,
1: I'm going to call him out on Twitter. He's our first sup, motherfucker winner. Yeah. Yeah. You know where that's from, don't you, John? Nah, of course I know yeah. where that's okay, from. I love Brandon him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, good. What an idiot. Fuck you, Austin <laughs> Carp. We got you. I mean, his last name's Carp. Yeah, so. Like you know, more like a long. magic
2: carp, am I right? <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. <laughs>
1: Dude, come on, bro. I got the dad joke That's, a, that's a dad joke it for includes, sure. That's a dad joke. It
0: includes Pokemon. Yeah. So basically, uh, I'm sure there'll be a new motherfucker winner next week.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna call him on, on Twitter. Um and my last question to you guys is do you think the Pelicans stay put, trade up or trade down? Stay put. Stay put. I agree. Yep. I um, agree. I don't, I don't
2: think it. there's I don't think I don't think there's nothing really to trade
0: up for unless you know you got a chance of getting Jaden. Yeah. I think they yeah. stay put, so we'll yeah. see. All right. Well, that ends this episode, and we'll see you next time.
2: Sub motherfuckers.